So, so that's uh, really exciting because you're talking about you know, what, what some academics call the ambidextrous organization or the dual operating system where companies should start to build um, you know, this innovation culture alongside as an equal to the execution culture. What are some of the steps that companies can take to build that kind of dual operating system in, in, in companies, in particular large companies that have been around for a very long time? So let me say a couple things. The first thing I would say is as much as I love some of the academic work, the work about ambidexterity, I look at it a little bit differently. So this isn't left side of the brain, right side of the brain, left hand, right hand, etc. They are completely different games. So the, the metaphor that I use is this is about being a chameleon leader and recognizing when you're in one area, you're thinking and acting one way. When you're in another, you're thinking and acting another way which I would argue is an even harder challenge than being ambidextrous because you've got to train yourself to play two very, very different types of sports and think and act differently depending on the context. So that's just one preamble comment. How do you actually go and inject this or build this within a company that is, by definition, designed to do different things? It's designed to execute today's model with precision. I, I think one of the things that we talk about in the article is this idea of creating some kind of safe space or structure or part of the organization that really is chartered with going and doing this. I think that's something you see in almost any organization that begins to get this as part of their overall culture. I think the other thing that you need to do is make sure that leaders are thinking and acting appropriately. This is not natural for most top leaders in organizations because they got to where they are because they executed yesterday's model really well. So I think there is a conscious effort to train those leaders in how to think and act differently. Everyone that I have worked with, they have it within them, but it requires some coaching and some guidance to bring it out. And sometimes I think these leaders have to learn experientially. Increasingly, you see organizations doing these tours where they take the board of directors or the top leadership team to wherever, to Berlin or Silicon Valley or go to Singularity University or whatever, which I think is a, a great thing because it, it gives leaders a chance to really touch and see firsthand what's going on in the world. So I think there's a leadership component. Then the final thing that I would say, if you're really trying to do this deeply within the culture, if you're really trying to have a culture where innovation comes more naturally, there's a lot of things you could do, but the number one word that I suggest you keep coming back to is curiosity. As if you look at what connects a lot of the behaviors around innovation, a lot of the things we've been talking about thus far, it's about basic human curiosity. And the more you can make sure there are ways to reinforce and drive curiosity in your organization, everything from letting people take field trips so they can go and see different companies to going out into the market so you're spending time with current and prospective customers to the dare to try idea we talked about before. The more you drive that through your organization, the more innovation is going to start to come naturally to you. So those are at least a few thoughts of what is an exceedingly complicated question that would probably be a series of 12 podcasts on its own. And I'm not sure how many people would listen to number nine and on. So, so let me be a little bit... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so this sounds very idealistic, right? We, we want people to, to, to be curious, to explore, to play, and, and to innovate. But let me be a bit provocative here. Um, in, in companies, what gives you prestige is you know, how many people you manage and how big your budget is. 
which by definition would make innovation, which starts out small with uh, fast, fast decisions and small teams and small budgets, totally unattractive for a career path. So how do we overcome that and, and give innovation real prestige in companies, uh, not just on, on paper or by lip service? Uh, this, is a, this is a huge point, and, and one that, again, I, I think people, companies have to work pretty hard at to change this culture. I'll give you a, a local example here in Singapore of a company that I think did something very courageous. So if you go back to 2012, uh, Singtel, the, the leading telecommunications provider in Southeast Asia, they control Singtel in Singapore, Optus in Australia, and then hold stakes in a number of regional operators in the Philippines, India, et cetera, et cetera. In 2012, they took the guy who was running Singapore, Alan Liu, and Singapore is the, the core stranglehold market, a historical government-regulated monopoly that now has to face competition, etc. But this is, is the core of the company. They took the guy running the wireless business in Singapore and tapped him on the shoulder and said, you are now going to run Group Digital Life, where we're going to go and incubate and create and invest in new growth businesses. So this is someone who went from a lot of customers to no customers, who went from a multi-billion dollar P&L to nothing. It showed very clearly in the organization that they were serious about this stuff because they took one of the five most important people in the company and put him in a very, very different sort of role. And he went and drove lots of change and made some acquisitions. And now Singtel looks like a really different company, even just a few years later. So I think you need to have these kinds of things where you demonstrate in the organization that it's not just the size of your balance sheet or the number of employees that you manage that determine how important you are to the company. And this is a, a big move for a pretty conservative company. So if Singtel can do it, I think anybody can.